session with Dr. Farid Holakwi. Good evening. Welcome to In Session. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Tolokwin. I'll be with you for the next hour here on Radio Hamra. Not taking calls today because I have a special guest who I'll introduce to you shortly. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or like my page on Facebook to get updates on the show or suggest topics or books for the program. And the shows are uploaded at the end of each week to my SoundCloud page and podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So let me introduce the guest for tonight, which really she needs no introduction, but I'll go ahead and, and give you a brief introduction of Tara Grammy. She is an Iranian-Canadian actress and playwright. She was born in Tehran, but grew up in Toronto with a few years spent in the United States and Germany. She completed her Bachelor of Arts with a specialist in drama at the University of Toronto and has been performing since graduating in 2010. Her unique multinational perspective inspired her to create her award-winning one-woman show, Mahmoud, which she co-wrote, produced, and stars in. Mahmoud was published in Playwrights Canada Press in 2015. The show has enjoyed sold-out runs in Toronto, New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. It has won many awards, including Best of Toronto Fringe, Best Solo Performance, and Best Solo Show at NYC Fringe. Mahmoud was nominated for the prestigious Governor General's Award for Literary Merit in 2016, and Tara was nominated for a Dora Maver Moore Award for Best Performance. Tara stars in the romantic comedy A Simple Wedding with Shohre Akdashlu, Rita Wilson, and Maz Jabrani, and co-hosts NBC Persia's Persia's Got Talent, and I'm sure you've seen her all over social media with her hilarious videos, Persian Bachelorette, Persian Makeover, all sorts of hilarious things. Tara, thank you for joining me tonight. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. Um, you know, we actually met on, we met a couple weeks ago at Sam's, actually it's Sam's birthday tomorrow. I wanted to mention Sam and Melody, um, who we... Uh, met at that at their house a little bit ago. Yeah, we're getting some echo here. Sorry, I'm just kind of fixing that. I don't know where it's coming from. Oh, some headphones are plugged in. Wonderful. Rude. Um, rude. <laughs> yes, very rude. <laughs> but we got to meet a couple weeks ago. And I was so excited to get to have you on the show just to get to know you better. And you were also talking to me a lot about mental health. So we're to dive into issues related to mental health, stigmas related to mental health, especially in the Iranian community, which I I'm love. So excited health. for. Yeah, yes, same. wonderful. So. In the bio, I didn't know actually you moved around quite a bit, born in Tehran, but then lived in Canada, lived in Germany. So you were kind of a many times immigrant. Oh, yeah. I My mom um, loves moving. <laughs> so we just, you know, just moved around yeah. all the time. Very stable childhood. Very yeah. Yes, very stable. I Should we talk about that, Maybe doctor? we can. We can explore yeah. that a little bit. So okay, tell me how go. that felt for you as a child. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. As a therapist, sometimes you forget when to turn it off or you don't even realize you're saying something. Like, oh, that must have been really rough. You're like, oh, wait, that sounds like a therapist. Can I also thing. say just as a person who loves therapy, yeah. it's really hard to turn that off because I, I always am psychoanalyzing myself and other people. Yeah. So I do sometimes want to ask people like I, I like to call myself like a hobby therapist. Okay. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like what something I'm into. Um I, like I hope people are laughing because there's like no one laughing here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it is. What, you know, that's the funny thing about doing this. Is like when you make a joke, you don't know what's happening. Like no one could no be laughing, one. or everyone could be laughing, and you have no 
laugh yeah no so. one's laughing it's fine um that's another thing we can talk about sure. um the need for validation uh-huh. and where that comes from probably from moving around a oh, lot wow. in my childhood we are, i think we solved it we're almost yeah. done for the day yeah okay let's go. that's the okay. show no, okay. Bye, I'm your <laughs> um yeah moved around a lot mm-hmm. um love therapy big fan and that's it yeah, I had therapy this morning. I was mentioning to you, you're going Thursday. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, we, I say that so people just know it's not something we should be worried or afraid to talk about or embarrassed to talk I about. I feel a like wonderful totally thing. in our community, people really look down on it. Yeah, it's not that they look down. I think the older generation. I think we really struggle as a community with the with the difference between or with with you know the pull, push and pull between modernity and tradition. Mm-hmm. And the tradition of our elders versus like us trying to be modern kids who are yeah. American or mm-hmm. Canadian like me. Um, and like that that old school mentality of uh, therapy or just mental health or problems being just for the family or just private mm-hmm. is so um, outdated and oh, yeah. unnecessary. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And of course, I get to see that up close. Unfortunately, I say because it's sad to see. But seeing the changes, even in the time I've been a psychologist, I've seen changes within the Iranian community. Also, just the larger community, we see so much more people talking about openly mental health struggles they're having, and it's almost becoming in fashion to like talk about it, which I think is good. Sometimes I think people go to the extreme of it because of how it could seem. But overall, I think it's wonderful that it's not something we need to hide. And the Iranian community, I think we're a little bit behind, but we're, we're kind of catching up and being more okay. I think it is going to be up to this generation to be more open about talking about it totally as as we're doing tonight which i think is great and people like you people like your dad like Mm -hmm. i think are really trailblazers in in making it cool yeah absolutely i know (laughs) i'm very proud of what he's done to make it where you know even when he was first doing his show people would call in and say like my cousin or someone i know is going through this because they didn't want to own it then after all like look it's me and they're talking about it so So i think it's like people are owning more and more like stuff and i think it's you know if you don't think you have mental health issues like that just means you're causing mental health issues for other people because everyone has mental health issues of course and how could we also as a as a society that's experienced so much intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not have mental health issues like look at what our parents went through to come here as immigrants look at what their parents went through like we've really in our short like even in the past hundred years of Iranian history there's been so much upheaval so much turmoil so much change that it's kind of in our DNA I really Mm -hmm. believe in intergenerational trauma and it's something that I don't think people talk about enough yeah especially in in women I think yeah epigenetics is showing yeah showing that there is more to it than we think it's not just like well if it happened to someone it's not going to be passed on genes aren't just like all turned on and all off so it's yeah really fascinating and i think you're right it would be ridiculous to think that what we've went through with the revolution and so many people immigrating and the the you know forced immigration being different than voluntary immigration all sorts of things that people have gone through that's not going to have an impact and you, you totally see that um so yeah i think it's great to make it okay and People talk about what they're going through, what they've been through, but we're coming back to you. Okay. Wait, before we come yeah. back to me, because I just mentioned your dad, I just want to shout out my mother in law, yeah. Avi June, who loves your dad and always talks about him. 
Um, so I just want to shout her out. That's right. When I met, met Sean, he was he that was I think the first thing he said. So yes, yeah. hello to your mother-in-law. I hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, back to you and the moving all around. Like, you know, I always think it's fascinating seeing an artist like yourself and seeing when you know partially it's like I'm sure it was, some of it was in you, some of it was the things you went through. But how do you see yourself as like? Did you always know you wanted to do something in the arts from a young age, or did it come to you later on? No, this has been me my whole yeah. life. Like I, my mom tells stories. I used to watch this movie, Sultana Galpa, mm-hmm. like on repeat obsessively every day, a hundred times a day and imitate um, Leila Furuhar. And then I graduated to imitating Greece and I graduate like, and I, I've imitated Gugush my entire life. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, it's really been in me since I was little. Maybe now if we were like to like sit and like analyze yeah. it, maybe it was like a coping mechanism to get attention. Like when I was little, um, cause you know, divorce and moving and all of the things mm-hmm. that I went through when I was like, under the age of six, you know? Um, but I, I've i always loved performing. I, I love making people laugh. I love, I think, I love the energy exchange between an audience and a performer. And mm-hmm. and if there's any way I can shift someone's move or sh- mood or shift someone's idea or shift someone's, just w- like make them smile just for a second that's that's like the greatest gift to me and always has been since I was little so yeah yeah it feels like when I met you even that night I'd seen you perform but the way you were which is like it seemed like it was very much part of who you are um now a few things one is you mentioned the coping thing I sound like a therapist already you mentioned the coping <laughs> thing but you know I think it's like everyone has stuff like we we're talking about and sometimes we can channel that stuff into more positive things like for ourselves and other people right so turn that whatever experiences you had into something that you enjoy doing but also can touch other people and totally. make them feel good make them feel things which I think is is wonderful so we always have have those things and also you know you definitely seem like a natural i would say but i always i always think it's good to add that okay you're a natural but you have to i'm sure work hard at your craft to get good at it right because sometimes people say oh they were just born to do it which makes it sound like it's like effortless and it becomes that way but i know you've you know you studied and you've done so much work so it's also something important to acknowledge the work it takes for anyone listening to wants to go into the arts that yes you have a proclivity to do it but you're gonna have to do the hard work to, to keep totally. working at your craft. There are there's this quote I for I don't I can't quote it exactly, but it's that there's there's ten people that are as talented as you, but only one of them is willing to work twice as hard mm. as you. So you have to work twice as hard as a person that's working twice as hard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just as talented as you. Yeah. It's not just talent. It's definitely hard work. It's perseverance. It's wanting it bad enough. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, today with social media, I think it's a wonderful thing. It allows for people to share things so easily. Mm -hmm. But it also, I think, gives, especially the younger generation, this idea that you can just become famous or big just easily or without really putting the work in. And so I think it is good to hear that message from someone like you who's, you know, someone just sees you perform like, oh, she's so funny. It's so natural. But to recognize it's it's hard work. You didn't just wake up one day and have the talent you have. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I, you, you have to work. You have to definitely work at it. You have to also find your voice as an artist, mm-hmm. find what works for you. And also, I want to say something, especially in Hollywood, um, not lose your connection to yourself because it's very easy to get worn down and Mm -hmm. get to a place where you're not your full potential as an artist. You know what I mean? Like you lose it. I, I feel, um, 
that I lost it for a while. There were like mm. two or three, maybe even more, maybe four years. Honestly, maybe even more. There was a whole period of time that I even sometimes still feel like I'm coming out of where my self-confidence, my self-esteem about my work was so destroyed just mm. just from being an actor in LA. Yeah. Um, and and holding on to that light in you, that talent in you, that that passion in you, that that thing that's that's above your accomplishments mm. or it's above your accomplishments, but it's also at the core of of your accomplishments. Um, if if you stop making it about the the validation and the accomplishments and just and and can hone in on on that light in yeah. you, that's that's not an easy thing to do no. and that's something that that is part of the hard work did that make sense it made a doctor? lot of sense okay oh, it was great. amazing it made sense okay, amir's good. with you too yeah okay, no it was good. great because i think actually that's so you know it's the, some of these cliche things like being yourself and you know your authentic self and all that but it's so hard to do in general but then when you're in an industry where you're constantly getting feedback you're constantly getting compared even if you know whether you want to or not and being told to be a certain way and then the feedback is you know it's good and bad, of course, like you're saying, the interaction with the audience and you can enjoy that. But sometimes you could become what they want you to be rather than like being yourself in a way over time, especially. So I could see how it could be hard to. Or what the industry, yes. sorry to put you off, yeah, what yeah, the no. industry wants you to be. You know what I mean? Because there's also a lot of rejection in this oh, job. Sure, I, yeah. You know, we're, we audition a lot. We hear a lot no, more no's than we hear yeses. So what is mm -hmm. it that keeps you going? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is it? Yeah. You know, and there has to be a belief in yourself. And one of the things that I always find fascinating is like even people you see like, oh, they're so confident, but they still have some self-doubt. Like no one has like self-doubt is something we all have, I think, to a degree. It's just how do you manage it? And do you have a strong enough voice that also believes in you and also people that can believe in you? I think it's always important to have that because everyone I've ever met that's been successful in any field has some self-doubt or moments like you said there's a few years like you know people are going to go through that and that's another thing just to keep in mind whatever you're doing that you're going to have these ebbs and flows where yeah. you, you're going to be doing your thing it's going to be good you might lose yourself i, I always listen we talk about radiohead and karma police he says for a minute there i lost myself and there's something you know whatever he means in the song he means but i always feel like everyone could relate to that sense of you wake up and you kind of feel like you've lost yourself oh for sure and it seems like you're saying you've been trying to come back to yourself in the last few years oh absolutely Absolutely. It's been, I've been finding my confidence just in the past, honestly, even, even the realization that what I need to work on is my confidence mm. was like a big realization for me. Yeah. Um, and I really struggle with self-esteem and confidence. That's, it's, it's a really hard thing to talk about because it's such a, like a commodity, like, yeah. it, like it is kind of everything. And realizing that I struggle with it or like I make really self-deprecating jokes or, you know, I'm the first one to belittle my accomplishments or, you know, I, I'm I'm learning this and I have great friend. I have a great friend group around me and I have honestly, oh, my God, I'm getting emotional. I have mm. like a great marriage. I'm, I, you know, I have a great partner um, and and I've learned to weed out people who take your to take that light yeah you know because th there are there are people that come into mm -hmm. your life and they shut you down and 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 they they kind of like that you're not confident they keep you around mm -hmm. because of your self-esteem mm -hmm. and um 
not that they're bad. I mean, sometimes it's unconscious or unintentional. Yeah, totally, or just way totally. Being, I don't. Still, wanna, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make anyone wrong, no, but yeah. but it is it is a thing. So being conscious of like the people you have around yeah. you has really helped, and and also just committing to myself and you know that's been great yeah too. no i think you know i i also myself like self-esteem it's one of those buzzwords again that are very easy to say but it has so much meaning and i know it's something i've also struggled with or trying to figure it out and it's such a hard thing because if you don't have that feeling that i'm okay as i am it's so hard to even try to work on yourself because then it's like well if something's wrong it's like you go to a place of shame rather than a well i'm still good but this is something i need to work on as exactly. a, as a human being yeah. so and you're you're very right there's people that it's not even a conscious thing we get drawn to each other sometimes but like they kind of like wherever you are even if it's in a low place and they can you know utilize that to feel good and you might feel good because you're used to that and it's just a whole thing waking up to it is very hard and i do think yes you got to believe in yourself, but I really think the people you surround yourself with have a big impact. Because, like I said, you're always going to doubt yourself sometimes. And I feel like, like a partner, like you know, your husband. I hope he believes in you even more than you believe in yourself. So oh, he moments, definitely does. Yeah, and that's yeah. wonderful. When you doubt yourself, he's there to also be like, no, you're you're, you're good. This is just yeah. a moment you're going through. You know, totally. Speaking of moments, we're at a commercial break, okay. but greatly enjoying this conversation with the very talented Tara Grammy. We'll be right back. Welcome back again, my guest tonight, actress, comedian, Tara Grammy. You know, Tara, before the break, we're getting into some really deep stuff, as I mean, you're just good at that, about confidence, self-esteem, believing in yourself, um, and how you felt like you, you know, you felt like you lost yourself, you're refining that. And I could relate to that, too. I think it's like, you know, I've been doing the show eight years, and even still, I feel like I'm finding my voice. You know, so you said that. I think it's such an interesting thing, because I think when we first start doing stuff whatever it is we usually do it like the people we've seen do it in some way and it takes a while to find that voice even as a therapist like um i'm doing a great job asking you a question and talking for 10 minutes straight <laughs> no, I like but it. as a therapist you know when you first you know you're like okay do i reflect now do i have this it's like very mechanical and i felt like as i grew as a therapist what was happening was it wasn't like i was getting better at techniques i was being more myself and trusting myself. And there's like a beautiful quote by Jung, I'll, you butchered one quote, I'll butcher this one, but it's basically Thanks. like, yeah. learn all the techniques and something, something, but at the end, be a human. Like when you're doing therapy, be a human with the client. And I think that's so wonderful because when we try to, you know, if you try to be an actor, you don't act very well. You have to kind of like be it. And so I felt as a therapist, finding my voice was something that I'm still, again, even with that, I'm finding it. I think it's a, it's a journey, it's a process. But doing the show, that's something that, trusting myself more and more so something i'm trying to figure out so i thought it was interesting to see you who've been you've been doing it for like a decade plus i think of of performing but you're saying you're finding your voice more and more these days oh for sure i'm i'm not just finding i think my voice is there it's just being um believing in myself enough to share it with yes. confidence yes. and not doubt myself and mm -hmm. not have crippling anxiety or you know which i still do i mean it's it's kind of it feels like it's part and parcel with with the work that I do mm. crippling anxiety. Um, if I don't get an ulcer, it is not. I did not work <laughs> hard enough show, on okay. this one. Yeah, yeah. but um, I have friends who call me out. You know, mm. like when I say something really mean about myself, and I can be so mean I'm... to myself. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, you would never say it to someone else. 
like ever. Yeah. yeah. The things that I say to myself and also separating myself from that inner voice has been like, which is something again that I've just been doing in the past few, like maybe six months um, where I've learned to really separate who, who, who I am mm -hmm. from who's talking to me all the time. Yeah. They're two different people. Yeah. It is. It's a, or or multiple people. You know, there's like sometimes it's a kind of a cliche therapy thing of like whose voice was that? You know, like when so, but you say so true. but it's true because we internalize the parents' voice, the strongest, so many voices you internalize, and it becomes this voice. You know, because I work with you know clients and they haven't seen like this parent or this person for like decades, but they still talk to themselves like them, and they don't even oh, really realize sure. it until they become aware. And unlearning that's very difficult; takes it's time really too. Hard, yeah. But when you talk about that that inner voice, you know, and it's so hard. It's like it's there, but it's how do you listen to it? It wasn't that it just showed up. It's that all the other voices were kind of drowning it out. Um, so it's hard to get in touch with that. You know, self-deprecating humor. I I love so many comedians that use it, but it is such a it's an interesting thing because there's truth to every joke, but I think it's good to be able to make fun of yourself in a playful way. But there's like, just like you can tease a friend, but you can also say mean things. I think it can happen with ourselves too, right? Yeah. So you can make like a playful self-deprecating joke, which like keeps it real with yourself, or it could be really like punishing yourself. And it's like figuring that balance out. Um, so hearing you say that, I've, I've related that to someone it's like, I've seen my humor go in that direction. Where it's like, okay, is it too much putting myself down? Or is there something I'm getting from putting myself down to maybe make other people feel okay, but it's a very yeah. complicated, you know, kind of thing. It is totally. And it's nice to have friends because now I now have friends who recognize it and call me out. Mm -hmm. And it was when I started getting called out and I got very defensive at first because I was like, it's my humor, like relax. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But now I'm like, oh wow, that's an actual voice going on in my head coming up with awful things mm -hmm. about me. Yeah. And and through a joke, you know, it's the same thing people do. I, I work with couples like, oh, like I'm just teasing and I say this, but sometimes it's some anger they want to express, but yeah. humor is the only safe way. So it's a very, I, I think humor is wonderful. It's such a amazing part of human relationships and experiences and it gives so much life and light to dark situations and beautiful ways. Totally. But then also people can obviously use it, any kind of human thing I, I think could be used for good and bad. So people also use it to even put themselves down or to put other people down. So it is that, it's so nice that you have that mirror of your friends that can kind of call you out because they know you. Yeah, I think it's really important to have friends who um, want to see you love yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. have I have a friend who's always pushing me to sing mm. because she's like, you can sing. Yeah. And honestly, it's through her that I've remembered that I can sing for real wow really I I used to love I used to sing all the time but something like my high school drama teacher told me you can sing but you're not a singer mm. and that stayed Oof. with me since high school wow and now I sing and everyone's like oh my god you can sing and I'm yeah. like oh yeah I can oh yeah yeah because my friend's always like Tara's gonna sing you know and I'm like oh okay I guess I'll sing you know so um just as as important as your own work is Sure. All of this to say, as important as your own work is being conscious and and being selective about who you let into Absolutely. your everyday. Because they say, do you believe in that thing where they say you are the top five people you hang out with? I think I always like, you know, like to me, that seems like a it's great, but it's also simplified. Like, But you yeah, are right. very much hugely impacted by them, like in yes. so many ways. So I totally agree with that. And you can get comfortable with the people you surround yourself with, but they might not be good for you. 
so I totally agree with like paying, being conscious of it. I think it's like with dating, we're so aware of who are you going to date? But with friends, people are a lot, it's like a lot more like whoever your friends are or the effort they put into friendships might be like, oh, whatever you do, but focus on dating. And I think friendships are such a valuable part of life and people underestimate at times. So I think, totally. yes, that I'm thinking of those people. Child. Oh. So as an only child, yeah. I really make my friends my family, family in a course. big way, sure. like in a much bigger way sometimes than my friends make me their family. So um, let's look at that number. Okay, let's talk about that further. <laughs> let's ten minutes about that. No, but yeah, that's that is interesting. And you're and you were telling me your mom is in like between your like your parents are not here either. No, so yeah. your friends really are like a very family. And of yeah, course, I don't your husband anything. as yeah. well. But yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I think it's so nice to have friends that. Because I've also, again, thought this like, oh, the haters and things, but in Hollywood and in the industry, sometimes people don't always have your best, you know, interest, even people that might get close to you. Because it, it's hard not to have envy and jealousy. It's so many, like you're saying, all these rejections and so few spots and every, it's very cutthroat. So you can get surrounded by people that they kind of like you, but they maybe don't, or there's a, even unconscious envy that they might have. So they totally. might necessarily not be pushing you in the right direction. So yeah. I think it's so good to find those real ones that you can rely on that see you yes. and want the best for you. Totally. I could see that being not easy to find. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. And um, also for someone like me who really does make friends, family, letting go of people is really mm. hard. So there have been people who've repeatedly, 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 repeatedly proved to me that they're not good for just even my yeah. mental health. Like they're mm. not doing anything. They're not bad people. Sure. They're just not good for me. Yeah. But I keep them in my life for a long time because I have a hard time. Again, it has to do with the confidence and self-esteem, but also like attachment, attachment issues. Yeah, of course. Um, letting them go but once mm -hmm. I did once I started on this journey of of really like being my best self um <laughs> I kind of yeah they kind of also just fall mm. started to fall away and I started to allow them to go yeah letting so. go is a very I mean that's why it was such a beautiful song in Frozen but it's, it really is such a hard <laughs> hard thing to do to let go of people of things and as you know not to analyze you too much but you moved around no, like only it. child all those things i mean how yeah. could you not have some of that feeling of like wanting to you know so afraid to literally let go of those people even if they're hurting you it's like a rope that's like burning your hand but oh, you're still like sure. i can't let go because i'm scared of what happens when i do you know totally and and i think again bringing it back to like being iranian yes. okay because i like to bring everything back to being iranian yes we as also a culture are like very tribal Mm -hmm. Right. So I was raised like just me and my, my tribe was me and my mom. Uh -huh. But I would go to Iran and then all of the tribe, like all of my family. Right. And yeah. I love that. So I lost Iran. Hmm. I live so far from I, my dad is in Iran. My mom is in Europe. My stepdad's in Europe. I have no close tribe members here. Hmm. So. It's really hard, and and we t I've been talking a lot about like boundary setting. It's been hard. It's hard for us tribal people mm -hmm. to, for example, set boundaries with our families. Yeah, you know, we've gone through so much. We think they are all we have. Yeah. So setting boundaries is so hard. Letting go of certain things is so hard. We're so emotionally codependent with our, our our families, our moms, our whatever. And it really affects our relationships and mm -hmm. our um, independence and and I, I and I, an identity. And and that's something I'm I'm also struggling with like like 
what are my boundaries? Like as someone who like feels so far from their tribe, so is so attached to this, you know, like I really have to like analyze myself in all these different ways because I'm kind of alone, you know? And it makes sense if you have that feeling, then it's yeah scary to lose people. Like you don't trust your own feelings. Like, oh, if they want to like come in or they think it's, this is okay, then it must be, be okay. Yeah. Persians and boundaries, we are not. It's yeah, really they don't hard. mix. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I work with like families and it's like, you know, try to gently and it's, you know, maybe you shouldn't just walk into your 16 year old son's room oh, without knocking yeah. Oh, eh? Like, you know, and then what the, the next step is then they knock and walk. Like, yeah. no, no, you have to knock and wait till he says, come in. Like, so it's like they knock and are opening the door as they're knocking. And I'm like, no, no, they have to ask. And if he says, no, like, you don't go. It's like, I don't go in. I'm like, no, you don't go in his room if he says, I don't want you to come in right now. And so it's like, for them, it's like unbelievable. I mean, sometimes they're just like, okay, you're just, you know, we came to the wrong doctor. But sometimes <laughs> they're trying to really learn it. Like, okay, maybe. Maybe, okay, I guess so. But it's so bizarre because we're so used to this, yeah, the tribal, the so dependent. And, and you know, as, as a psychologist, we have to be careful. Like, there are cultural issues to be aware of. So it's mm-hmm. so hard to be like, what's healthy and unhealthy and what's cultural differences? And and it is a very dynamic thing. It's not so black and white. So sometimes I see things, I'm like, that's very unhealthy, but I try to be aware of the, the cultural reasoning behind it. Yeah. But then we also have like the inner generational stuff that comes up and the intercultural it's a whole, whole all we bunch have of is each other like what we we came True. we we left our home yeah. we left our our motherland and and everything that we knew our our our, our you know maybe not you and me yeah. but um our parents did sure. and we have to start fresh so like the you hold on to things you hold on to tradition you hold on to culture like mm-hmm. you hold on sometimes you hold on to the wrong things sure. but you hold on like i've become so much more persian as i've gotten older when i was little i hated being your own i didn't yeah. i you could not i would tell everyone i was italian you know <laughs> i hated it mm-hmm. but it's it but as I've gotten older, I've gotten close. I need that's that's sure. who I am. That's yeah. like the core of my identity. It's it's the the soil from from which I was molded by God. Wow. <laughs> I, I almost like don't, I, I think we should just have just gone to commercial break without Thank me you saying very anything. much. That's yes. so that was so lovely. Oh my god, thanks. But I think what's yeah the cultural stuff like the holding on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a sense of like you know my kids are going to be go away from me if they go away from the culture and i think so we can yeah. understand i try to be you know empathize with the parents that it feels scary like i'm not just good they're going and it's like the wrong way of living you know we, we always hear about like the the haraji and like the mm. Kai kids and how they're doing all the bad things i'm like the persian kids are doing it too don't worry about it <laughs> you still know about it but yeah you said exactly so you know they think like they're losing them but your experience is also a common one you know kids at first when they're very young like okay my parents are the best like you know the persian culture if they're iranian they're with it but then usually teenagers late childhood and teenagers they go away from it's like like, i want to be like the wherever i'm living because i need to connect with them but then in adulthood oftentimes you'll see them come back as it seems like you've done and i felt that myself too of like oh there's like so much good here and beautiful things and i want to reconnect with that but if parents try to interfere with that process like no never go away it usually actually interferes with them coming back to it later on i'm looking at the time we do have to go to a commercial break the last one actually um Again, I'm joined by actress, comedian, Tara Grammy. We'll be right back. Welcome back again. My guest tonight, the hilarious and very, very interesting to talk to Tara Grammy. This has been a very enjoyable conversation. I actually just saw some messages from listeners who are enjoying really? the show tremendously. Yeah. Oh my God, thanks guys. Yeah, it's been great. Talking about cultural things, mental health, all sorts of things that are that are great. And I hope people will check you out. I know you're always working on like 
so many things and I sometimes. think sometimes a lot of times and we were talking about working <laughs> on something look out for something we'll work on mental yeah, health for related, sure oh we, my god I like how I'm announcing something that we talked about 18 seconds ago but we'll be working <laughs> on that something hopefully for soon sure, for look sure. out for that um but you know we talked about so many things finding your voice the people you surround yourself with um you know life is hard I know that's a very weird transition <laughs> but life really is difficult and I say that because what I sense is even like when we talk when I talk about things it's always like things are tough but it's good like it always ends with like it's okay and it's like they are good but life is also difficult life is not easy and you're mentioning during the break that and i was sharing with you i can see that you're a very emotional person i'm a very emotional person it can make life difficult at times but also i think it makes life meaningful like the things we feel the things we experience and so you know you can feel very alive with that but it's figuring out how do we utilize that those feelings to serve us better rather than to hurt totally, us because totally. it's you know i'm very big on be true to your feelings feel them but doesn't mean like you just listen to them if you're angry you can go exactly. say whatever you want or if you're sad you can do this yeah you can't all you can't control your feelings but you can control what you make them mean yeah. and i really struggle i do struggle with that. i'm not saying I, I do it but that's my my goal like one thing i've been doing fight is really watching my thoughts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and making them not mean anything they're just thoughts yeah because then because th that way when when you're not giving your thoughts so much meaning you're not giving your feelings so much meaning you can listen to them you can be one with them you can honor them you have to honor them mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. or they're gonna or harap yeah. <laughs> but in for english as speaker i said they will destroy you basically okay your feelings will destroy you if you ignore them okay somehow it sounded but, more persian the second time. yeah i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> but um but if you give them so much weight mm -hmm. I think then they work against you yeah, too. Absolutely. I think it's a, you know, like it's um, actually the book I talked about last week on the show is about emotions and it was really fascinating. But yeah, this theme of like. What was it? It's called Emotional by Leonard Malaudinow. I don't know how to say his name right I don't like his last name. So yeah, his well. name is M L O D I N O W. He worked with like Stephen Hawking. He wrote some books with him. So he's, he's a physicist anyway. But this sense like that feelings are one piece of the pie. It's like a source yeah. of information, right? It's data. It's like, oh, I'm feeling this, right? Yeah. But it's not like, so some people completely ignore it or they think they are, but it still affects them. Or some people think, oh, I'm like angry so I can do whatever I want. Or I'm sad I'm allowed to do it. So it's just taking it as like, oh, that's something. And like you said, not taking it. It's like taking it seriously, but not so serious. Like, oh, it's there, but it doesn't mean like everything. Or because you could have a self-doubt type of a thought come in. But it's like, oh, it's just a thought. And you can even recognize because of my history, because of who I am, these types of thoughts are going to come up. But it doesn't mean it's true. Exactly. And it's, it's very easy to say that right now, but hard to do. But we can totally. train ourselves to recognize that it, it sounds weird to validate, but at the same time, almost invalidate your feelings. So it's like, it's a thing, but it's not the absolute but truth. But don't you think it's like you you validate them in that you honor them you're yes. like okay I'm i am feeling... feeling this right now i'm very much feeling this right now yeah okay first of all what's the voice that it comes from is like something that we talked about mm -hmm. earlier sometimes i have to say to my is this my voice is this my dad's voice is this my mom's voice is this my high school drama teacher's voice uh -huh. like whose voice sing, is this yeah uh -huh. thank you you've heard me uh -huh. um but so that's like a really good tool but there's yeah. all the, that's just one of a million tools to deal with your emotions like and not play into it's like honoring them mm -hmm. and validating them but not playing into them yeah right yeah i mean absolutely it's like you know by honoring them means like you it's there you feel something and that's real 
but does it mean it's some absolute truth? Are you going to act on it? Not necessarily. Yeah. And also, we know that we're creatures of habit. Our brains are like predicting machines, meaning that mm. we tend to feel and respond in the same ways. And to unlearn that is very difficult. Because totally. that's something that happens a lot with clients where it's like, in the therapy session, we could talk about their anxiety. And it's like, oh, yeah, why would I worry about X? But it's very easy, like the comfort of a therapy session to feel comfortable. But in the real world, our yeah. feelings do feel so real. So even me, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, this is the thing. But when you're scared of something, you feel like, no, no, I, I'm going to something's going to happen if I go over there. So yeah. it's very hard to, you know, this thing we're saying to do, you're but right. you can do it. Just mm -hmm. realizing the first step is that my feeling is just a part of the system. Like I'm getting some information. Now, what do I want to do with that? How do I want to, you know, use that? And actually, as you know, you do so much acting, I'm sure it's like tapping into feelings is something that you must, I don't know if you practice or if it's just like something you just felt was more natural for you. How do you feel like that? You know, there's this whole thing of like being the feeling or I'm not, I'm not a method actor, actor teacher, Ugh, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, that's like, what is that like for you? Do you feel like that's something that comes easy for you to tap into the feelings? So actually what I'm realizing about my, in my self-discovery as an artist, uh -huh. what I'm realizing is my, what, how I connect to emotion is I actually connect to character. Mm. I love playing characters. I yes. want to be someone else. And when I can fully embody someone, I can feel their feelings. I can think their thoughts. I can really be them. Yes. So that that is how I tap tap in. That Otherwise, makes yeah. A lot of sense. But every everybody has every of actor course. has their own way. Some people tap into their own emotions. I don't find that helpful. Yeah. I'd rather tap into like someone completely different. I think that totally makes sense actually to embody them. Even you'll hear some fiction writers and they say they come up with a character and then because they become such a thing, then it tells the story itself. It's like, what would this person do in this scenario yeah. rather than I'm going to tell them to do this kind of a thing? So totally. it totally makes sense rather than just I'm, I'm angry. It's like, okay, understanding even this person and then, yeah, why would they feel angry? How are they feeling angry will allow you to embody that so much better. Where does the anger come from? Yeah. Where do they hold it in their bodies? Where do yeah. they, like, what was their childhood like? I go deep. Like, when I'm really playing a character, I go really deep into, like, who this person is and how they feel what they feel. Yeah, I think that so. totally makes sense. And even, you know, you actually mentioned something, I think it was during one of our commercial breaks about how you think actors and therapists, like they're not so far no, apart. Not at all. And I think there's something there because as a therapist, you're trying to do that. It's like go into their psyche to understand what makes them who they are, what makes them tick, feel this, feel that, what else is there, you know? So you're not yeah. just looking at feelings on a surface, like, oh, anger, sadness. It's like, What's the deeper core of that and understanding them? So what better thing in this world? Like we are all, <laughs> it's going to get really deep right now. Mm -hmm. um, we're all one. We all have the same source. Yeah. We all come from the same place. We are all members of the same energy. Yeah. We're all the same. So what more beautiful thing than to tap into another part of that mm -hmm. source energy? Yeah, absolutely. In case you didn't hear me because Amir's yelling at me, um, <laughs> I'll say it all again. Yeah, from the top. It was a little bit, I guess, uh, I, I could hear you clearly, but we want to make sure you're in the mics are picking it up. But I think you're so right. That one, you know, this is one of those, like, again, I, I say a lot of cheesy things, so here's another one. But, I love it. Okay, I feel like every person is unique, but also we're all the same, which all sounds same. contradictory, but it's like every person, I mean, like, oh, like there's something unique about this person. I want to understand it. 
But at the same time, every person I meet, the common humanity is there that connects us as well. And so I think it's like that balancing act of seeing both. I don't think it's a contradiction. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like this, this one, it's so sad. I mean, you know, again, there's so many things that are not good about the world right now, and we're trying to work towards that. But I think one of the main things is seeing more of that oneness or that interconnectedness Absolutely. that is there. That's yeah. the goal. That in the happening. end, everything like what is progression really in the world? What is progression? Mm-hmm. Why do we say, oh, a war is happening in 2022? Why wouldn't it happen in 2022? Yeah. It's happened. But it's because progression is the act of coming together, mm-hmm. in, in, in my yeah. opinion. It is the act of, of reconnecting to the source of who we are all are. And like in yoga, you know, they say the light in me sees the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. That's it. That's yeah. it is seeing is is the moment when we can all see the light in each other is um, the moment everything would be OK again. Beautiful. In the world. I, I have hope. <laughs> I'm like I'm, a, I'm hopeful and also realistic. Like it's like I think it'll take time, but I think we're going to go in the direction you're talking about. I think a lot of people will die before we get it there. Well, we're all going to die. Beautiful <laughs> thing to think about. We're all going to die. But you're right. We might have a lot of people die as a result of what's going on. But I do think. I see, like, you know, when you look at each next generation, it's one of those things, it's, it, it just happens. They are more accepting of things that we think are, like, bad. Totally. Like, and it's funny to even see it. This is, like, super random. But I don't know if you remember this joke or this, like, riddle when we were kids. It was, like, a father and a son or somewhere, and, like, the father dies, and then the son is Who's in the operating that? And it's like, oh, the doctor's like, I can't. It's my son. And, like, 30 years ago, 40, it was like, who is? Like, it was so confusing. And now the kids are like, obviously or even it's i've heard kids mom. say it's yeah. like it's his husband like they're like a gay couple it's like, you know it's like they kind of it's like not even uh, uh you know it's like so easy but back then it just shows in my own lifetime how much things have gradually changed we still have a lot of work to do even in something yeah. like that where it's like and so the younger generation kind of like yeah duh like it's so obvious but to us we don't realize how much we learned that we would need to unlearn to get to those places we're totally to to. totally you know i'm looking at the time we have a couple of minutes left okay and i was wondering if you had to give an aspiring artist some advice yes what would you say especially in iranian because in our culture we didn't really get to that we wanted to but how challenging it is for iranians to go into the arts so maybe you can if i'm adding to the question what kind of what advice do you have specifically an actor or artist in general let's say artists in general i think my advice would be to um first of all if you're good at anything else do that <laughs> okay, yeah. For real. Yeah. Because and here cuz here's the thing. Do that and keep this at, on the side as your side hustle. Uh-huh. If this art that you're doing is the be all and end all and your whole identity and the only thing you can imagine yourself doing, then throw yourself into it. Forget plan B mm-hmm. and just go. Just go. You'll figure it out. Mm. Just go. Surround yourself with people who believe in you. Learn to believe in yourself. Keep creating. Keep creative. And just go and don't look back. Just keep running. Even if it feels like a marathon that you're not reaching the end of, just keep running. Just yeah. keep running. And it's going to be a marathon, right? I mean, it's it not, is a marathon. Yeah. It's, it's for sure a marathon. It's a marathon that sometimes you'll reach a finish line, mm-hmm. you'll take a breath, you'll have a sip of water, and then you'll keep running. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. But I still would rather i wouldn't ever do anything else i can't hmm. well, i don't yeah, want to what, was there ever a time where you wanted you thought you would do something else or was it like you, all the time i'm like yeah. how what else can i am i capable of yeah, no sure no, no. But what was there ever a time where you thought of pursuing another no. career earlier no 
Never. So you got into, I kind of asked you this earlier, then I don't know if it, but you got into the arts from a variant. You're just like yeah, imitating yeah. things and then you just kind of went, you knew that was. Yeah, yeah. I went path. to a, I went to an arts high school. I, I studied theater um, in, in university. I, yeah. That was the thing I couldn't, I didn't have a choice whether or not to to go to university yeah. or college, as you guys call it, yeah. uh, because my mom was like, "If you come from Iran, you know, I was gonna swear and I didn't there." Amir's really so proud of me. I can feel the pride. Um, but but yeah, I anyway, it's I think it's 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 important to just keep running. Just yeah. keep running. Keep running. You're here to hit some walls. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's the end. It just but means run it's joyfully. A, run run joyfully. joyfully. Okay. Keep creating. Run joyfully. Keep creating. Yeah. And I hope people will keep watching what you're creating because it's awesome stuff. Thank I, you. I told her I, I literally binged on your YouTube and your Instagram the last Thanks. couple of days, especially last night. And I was just cracking up. So, Thank you check so out much. Tara Grammy on YouTube, on her Instagram. But of course, she's in always something new. So, look out for anything. Anything. The M- I guess Persia's Got Talent. You can keep um, watching that. I don't know if I don't know what's going on with that, but something that you can do if you're interested is definitely uh, Simple Wedding. Yes. is a great Iranian romantic comedy that is still Check on iTunes and Amazon. It's called A Simple Wedding. I'm in it. Shorhardosh is in it. Mazrabani's in it. I remember please, please, it. written directed by an Iranian filmmaker. It is exactly how we need to be represented in the media right now. So I think that's so true. And hopefully more and more of that. Yeah, check out A Simple Wedding. Hilarious. I remember seeing it back when uh, it was like, it was like right around, right before, was it 2019? It was literally like a week yeah. before we went I remember I had Moz on yeah. the show. <laughs> I still feel bad. It was Moz's birthday and I didn't realize it was his birthday. And then the, sh- the movie was coming out in like that week and it was like, do we wipe stuff? Was, anyway, that yeah. feels like a forever go- ago. But speaking of time, we are out of time. Oh, Tara, no. Grammy, thank you so thank much for joining you, me tonight. Thank it's been a pleasure. You. We'll have to have you back on soon. Absolutely. I'm going to come back. Okay. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Okay. All right. Thank you to Amir here in the studio. You've been listening to In Session with Dr. Fahir Delakwi. Be kind and take risks. Have a good night. Good night.